1: You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team team.
0: every day. day, day. Good to have you with us. It is episode number 273 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Day one of Redskins training camp in the books. By the time you listen to this, episode number 273, day two will probably be already in the books. I'm on my way to Canton, Ohio, and no, not to visit the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That's next week, uh, but to bring my son back for a special baseball tournament uh, for Challenger Baseball. So I'm going to be out for a couple of days. Uh, Probably will not be able to drop a new episode over the weekend until Monday morning. So just bear with us. Hang tight. We will get back on a normal schedule Next week, but good to have you with us nonetheless. Let's start with the news of the night after day one of Redskins training camp, and that is Donald Penn, the former veteran offensive tackle of the Oakland Raiders, is heading to Richmond, not signed yet. He's going to meet with the Washington Redskins. There might be a workout involved here. Maybe again, by the time you listen to this, he might already be on the roster. Maybe. Um, If he reports in bad shape and they don't like what they hear, maybe they go a different way. Who knows at this point? But Donald Penn, certainly a huge name or a big name, let's call it that. Uh, And, you know, look, clearly with the Trent Williams situation, they had to do something. Right now, Jaron Christian did not practice on Thursday. We don't know what his status is after he had... MCL surgery, but there's been a lot more reason to believe that it was more than MCL, maybe some partial damage to the ACL. We don't know exactly because, again, the Redskins do a terrible, terrible, terrible job of clearing this stuff up and informing the public, you, the fans, and the media on what is going on, so we're all left to basically wonder and kind of be like, something's not right here. The rubber's not meeting the road. In addition to that, uh, Eric Flowers, um, look, Again, we've talked about Eric Flowers. He's not really a, a, an offensive tackle. He was drafted as one, drafted top 10. Uh he played left tackle, he played right tackle, he struggled at both. He was a little bit better in Jacksonville last year, but again, even with the familiarity of Tom Coughlin, they let him go as a free agent uh, because they weren't willing to work with him at guard and he wants to be a guard and Bill Callahan, we played this audio about a month ago, wants him to be a guard. They brought him to be a guard. Uh, Jay Gruden keeps saying uh, that he's an offensive lineman. Eric Flowers told my friends uh, Grant Paulson and Danny Ruye on 106.7 The Fan on Thursday, day one of training camp, that he wants to only be a guard. That's the primary reason why he came here uh, to Washington. So they have him. They have guys like Timon Paris and Tyler Catalina. They don't have anything else. To go on the left side and to be prepared in case Trent Williams is not back anytime soon. And by all accounts and by all, you know, reasonable methods, again, Trent Williams might not be back for a couple of weeks. Maybe not back until week one. Maybe not back until after week one. So the Redskins have to have a backup plan, and they know they cannot go to Philadelphia. They cannot go against a Marcus Lawrence in week two in uh, Philadelphia—Dallas, rather—with this, whatever this is, unless Jaron Christian comes back— is healthy and makes a meteoric rise. It's hard to believe that he will, considering that he hasn't been able to do anything football-related in like nine months. And he wasn't very good the last time we were able to see him. And if you're going to go in with Timon Paris or Tyler Catalina or Eric Flowers, you're going to get your clock cleaned, whether it's Case Cannon, Dwayne Haskins, or Colt McCoy. I mean, you might as well put Santa Claus back there. So this makes all the sense in the world for the Redskins to bring in a guy like Donald Penn. Uh, And as we noted um, up on the Locked On Redskins Twitter feed, Donald Penn played only four games last year uh, with the Oakland Raiders and was hurt, lower leg, and missed the rest of the season. And then Jay Gruden, uh, John Gruden, I should say, let him go. But I'm sure... Jay Gr- John Gruden had some good things to say to Jay Gruden about Donald Penn, I would imagine, right? Uh, so we put up these numbers, again, earlier on Thursday night, so you might have to scroll back a little bit in the timeline at Locked Redskins. You know, he, again, he only played the four games last year in 186 offensive snaps, but here's the thing. He was at right tackle. You know, there's different footwork, there's different mechanics, there's different everything— so he played all 186 of his offensive snaps at right tackle last year. But in the past, and I two years ago, we also noted that he played over 800 snaps at left tackle. At left tackle. So he's been a left tackle primarily for much of his career. Can he play right tackle? Sure. He did last year. Is he a left tackle by nature, by trade? Yes. Donald Penn bringing him in makes all the sense in the world. Again, will they sign him? I don't know. As of this moment, we know it's just a meeting. And I know my colleague at 106.7 The Fan, Craig Hoffman, talked to a source who said, look, you know, I mean, it just kind of depends on what shape he's in. They don't know. Sometimes these players have to go through a mass pool workout. It's what happened with Adrian Peterson last year, and he won that workout the Redskins weren't going to bring him in. The Redskins kind of crowbarred in a workout for him, and then he turned out to be their best player on offense last year. You know, we don't know what the situation is with Donald Penn. We don't know what kind of shape he's in. We don't know if he's completely healthy. I mean, I'm sure they, you know, I'm sure they've done some due diligence. I'm sure they think he's reasonably healthy. He's had plenty of time to recover again since week four, early October of last year. If he's not recovered, uh, this is Jaron Christian, you know, times two. Well, the only difference is this guy's actually done it at a high level in the NFL. If you look at Donald Penn's numbers throughout his career, uh, again, pro football focus style, he has put up very good cumulative grades throughout his entire career outside of last year. Um, and the bottom line is, is he's even though he's, what, 35 going on 36, look, it's not ideal what you want. It's it's not exactly how you would draw it up. I mean, you drew it up with Trent Williams and Morgan Moses and with Jaron Christian and, I guess, as a backup, backup Eric Flowers as your backup, backup. And now you're just being exposed left and right. So is it better than nothing? Yeah. Is it ideal? No. Is it better than Jaron Christian right now? Hell, yeah. Sign Donald Penn, get it done, get him in camp. If he stinks, I'm sure you can let him go. I can't imagine he's got much leverage, and I can't imagine he's going to cost you anything to cut him when you cut down to 53. Now, again, if he makes the opening day roster as a vested veteran, he's due his entire base salary, so you've got to be careful there a little bit. But, again, if you're signing him to a veteran minimum type deal, and I assume that's you know what we're looking at here. I don't think we're looking at Uh, some kind of crazy two-year, you know, five, six, seven, $8 million commitment, if that's the case, if that's what he wants, then go fly a kite, go kick rocks, I'll find somebody else. I'm not doing that because the plan is still to crowbar and pressure Trent Williams. That's another thing. This puts pressure to some degree on Trent Williams. If Williams is going to get fined every day and then start missing game checks and see his potential replacement or at least short-term replacement – He might change his opinion. He might change his mind. He might get a little antsy. So you do this, and you see if that changes his tune. I don't think it's going to change his tune anytime soon, but it damn well might come week three of the preseason, come four and a half, five weeks from now. It might. I don't know. We'll see. All right, that's uh, that. We're going to take a quick timeout on uh, the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. It is episode number 273. I'm your host, Chris Russell. When we come back, Joe Theismann continues his mantra against Wayne Haskins starting. I'll tell you what Joe had to say uh, in another interview. And we'll go through that and then some of the highlights of day one of Redskins training camp from Richmond. All of that to come, plus we do our quarterbacks preview. That's right, we got a lot to do still on the Locked On Podcast Network and Locked On Redskins Podcast, episode number 273, back in a flash on LOR. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell, Locked on Redskins. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Not to go to work. Not to go to the store because you forgot something. But ready to go to the bedroom. That's right. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, fellas. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night. Even on a full stomach, chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, and you can be ready to go whenever the opportunity comes about. If you could benefit from a little extra function, fellas, and more confidence where it matters, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew. Is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. If you visit bluechew.com. You get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-CHEW.com. Promo code Locked On to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. Get it now, guys. All right, we're back on episode number 273. So Joe Theismann, legendary Redskins quarterback, joined my pals Grant and Danny, Grant Paulson, Danny Ruye, on 106.7 The Fan. And Joe has said this on a number of interviews We've talked about this. Joe has said it locally. He said it nationally. He said it on TV. Joe is not hiding from the fact that Dwayne Haskins should not start. And as a matter of fact, again, you can go to thefandc.com uh, for uh, the story and the audio. Dwayne is not ready to start. That was the money quote from Joe Theismann on day one of training camp. Now, he also added Hey, I, I, I drove Dwayne Haskins from the team hotel. Over to the facility today. I've given him my uniform number seven. This isn't Joe Theismann is anti-Dwayne Haskins. This isn't Joe Theismann doesn't think Dwayne Haskins is going to be any good. Just the contrary. He's trying to protect them. He's trying to make them better. He's trying to make the Redskins better. He's trying to be reasonable. He's trying to use common sense, something that, quite honestly, Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen don't use enough of. And I have to kind of wonder whether Joe Theismann, who watches all of these practices with Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen during the OTAs, during minicamp, and during training camp, I kind of have to wonder whether this is done by design, whether this is just an extension of what Joe talks about with them privately, on the sidelines, in meetings, you know, around the facility, whether it be in Ashburn or whether it be down in Richmond. I mean, Joe's not saying this on the radio and in media outlets and then, saying completely the opposite to Bruce and Dan. He's not dumb. So he's got to be saying this, uh, I would think, privately to them. And if he's not saying it privately to them, I mean, they're not dumb. They have access to all this stuff. They're going to see it. They're going to hear about it. Uh, It's all over the office. Everybody knows. And the thing I wonder whether Joe's just speaking for himself or whether Joe's been somehow influenced in addition to his own opinion from the coaching staff, because I know the coaching staff – largely, does not think Dwayne Haskins will be ready, does not think Dwayne Haskins should start right away. Uh, again, remember, there were pockets of the coaching staff that didn't even want to draft Dwayne Haskins over Daniel Jones or over Montez Sweat at 15 overall. Now, again, I'm sure in, in a lot of ways, some ways, maybe you know more than some ways, that they're happy to have him because they know he's a great talent, great arm, accuracy, all that, but they know he's not ready. And here's the thing. Dwayne Haskins is going to wow you. He's going to drop your jaw if you go down a Redskins training camp in Richmond on a couple of throws. If you watch the Cleveland Browns preseason opener, if you watch week two, week three of the preseason, because we don't know if he's going to play in week four. He is going to make you go, oh, my goodness, get this guy in. I don't care what we have to deal with. Here's the problem. he does. It's impossible for him to know all of the different particulars a play in the quarterback position. Again, you have to know the playbook. You have to know it hard. You have to be able to spit out all the verbiage from the headset and the call-in, get it in 15 seconds, get everybody in the huddle, lined up, pre-snap, read, you're reading the defense, man, zone, cover, whatever they're doing, blitz, hot, all that stuff. You have to have the proper footwork, the proper mechanics. You have to get everybody pre-snap check, check audibles, that type of thing. Everything that goes, oh, and then make a good throw. And I know there are people that, you know, again, I mentioned Craig Hoffman, my colleague at 1067 The Fan, and he's not the only one that feel Dwayne Haskins right now is leading too many receivers into a hole, leading them into danger. And he's going to get, and they're going to get killed. They're going to get hurt. I saw one throw uh, via video clip that we put up at locked at Locked Redskins on Twitter where he led Jordan Reed across the middle on a shallow crosser and Jordan Reed snatched it with one hand, great catch. But if there was a linebacker in the hole, Jordan Reed would be knocked out for eight weeks. He would be lit up like a Christmas tree. Because he's outstretched. It's kind of in, you know, it's led too far, but it's led into traffic. If there was, again, a linebacker there, if there was coverage, if there was contact, he would be in big trouble, Jordan Reed would. And, look, does that happen from time to time? Of course it happens from time to time. But what you can't have is that happen five, six, seven, eight times a game. In addition to all the other things that we talked about, again, can you huddle everybody up? Can you get the verbiage out? Can you get the play call out? Can you get it out on time? Can you get everybody lined up right? Can you do the audibles, the checks, the pre-snap read, all of that stuff? Can you switch? Can you uh, use your cadence do you have your footwork, mechanics, is your hips, your, your legs, your torso, everything the right way? And doing it all against defenses that you haven't seen before because you've only played 13 games of college football. The best defense in college football is probably the worst defense in the NFL or something similar. And you're not going to get the full, full, full NFL defense until week one at least. Nothing that you see in the preseason is going to be anywhere near as good as what you're going to see week one, week two, week three, week four of the NFL season or whatever it is. So the bottom line is this. Joe Theismann is absolutely correct. I hope, like, heck, for Dwayne Haskins' sake and for the Washington Redskins' sake, that Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder are listening, thinking, and realizing that Joe Theismann is right, realizing that this is what the coaching staff believes as well, because I truly and honestly believe that. And I've heard that. And instead of shoehorning Dwayne Haskins in week one, week two, week three, whatever it is, do the prudent thing. By the kid, by the organization, by the coaching staff, by the players in the locker room, and by yourself. Forget about the jerseys. Forget about the excitement. Forget about the passion and all that stuff. This is a different cat. This is a different world. It's not 26 starts At Ohio State. It's 13. It's 13. And again, he's not even going to get all the first team reps here. Because he's splitting it every day. Or in some rotation. With Colt McCoy and Case Keenum. And on Thursday, day one of Redskins training camp. Case Keenum opened up. As the starter. As he has all throughout the OTAs. So, again, do the right thing. Listen to Joe Theismann. Listen to your coaches. If that's indeed what they tell you. And I believe that's what they'll indeed tell you. Because they know. And don't. If you're a Redskins fan, which you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you weren't probably, don't go by what you see in Cleveland in a week and a half because that doesn't matter. I mean, it matters a little bit, 10%, 5%, whatever it is. It matters a morsel. It doesn't matter big picture. It's all the little stuff that he's got to do. All the little stuff that he's got to do. All right, so real quickly, just while we're, while we're doing this, Our quarterback unit preview, because we've been doing all these pre-training camp unit previews, and now we're into camp already. Again, centering around these three guys, Dwayne Haskins, Colt McCoy, and Case Keenum. Again, Case Keenum number one. I honestly believe Colt McCoy, who did practice on Thursday, that's the first time that he's been able to practice with the team all offseason, but he's been in the system for five years. He knows the system. I do not know Kevin O'Connell as well as he knows Jay Gruden and others. But, I mean, it's the same verbiage. It's the same system. It's the same footwork. It's the same mechanics. It's the same coaching points. It's the same everything. The only question about Colt McCoy is, A, can he protect the football better, and, B, can he stay on the field? And the answer to both of those, probably no. And certainly, can he stay on the field? The answer is no. He hasn't been able to in very, very, very limited opportunities. But that's even more alarming is he's not dependable. not thorough. So I think Colt McCoy is number two. I think Case Keenum is clear number one. I think he's been number one. I think he will be number one. I think he will start week one in Philadelphia. I think he should. He's got 54 career starts. The Redskins are doing everyone a disservice. If anybody other, in my opinion, than Case Keenum starts week one in Philadelphia. Now, that's not to say that Case Keenum is going to be great or good and get the crap kicked out of him. Again, a lot of things are going to happen, and he's probably going to make a— few plays and a couple of bright spots. He's probably going to look terrible overall. That's a real good front seven as we uh, went through in episode number 272 of their defensive preview. Bottom line is is Case Keenum should be number one, Colt McCoy should be number two, and Dwayne Haskins should be number three. That doesn't mean Haskins doesn't play at all this year. That means Haskins doesn't play, ideally, until week eight, week nine, the bye week, whatever it is. The season's lost. The season's in peril. You need a spark, whatever the situation is. Not only does he not play in the first five games against really good opponents, but he doesn't play against the Miami Dolphins or the San Francisco 49ers or the Buffalo Bills or whatever. I mean, again, those defenses are capable, too, but they are lesser than the Chicago Bears, the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles, so on and so forth. But I still have a feeling Dwayne Haskins is going to start way before he's actually ready, Uh, and that'll be a major drama. All right. We'll put a uh, close to this episode with a couple of highlights from day one of Redskins training camp as best we can describe them. That's next right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast episode number 273. I'm your host, Chris Russell, at Locked Redskins on Twitter, at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. Good to have you with us.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast.
0: All right, it is Chris Russell with you. This is the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. As we wrap up shop here, a couple of highlights from day one of Redskins training camp. Although, I, you know, again, in full disclosure, I wasn't there. Uh, I you know, have other things to do. I don't know when I'm going to be able to get down. It's a three-hour drive or almost a three-hour drive. I don't get paid uh, necessarily to go there. Uh, it's hard for me to find that time in my schedule with everything else that I have to do. Uh, so we're going to be limited uh, in that regard. But a couple of highlights uh, from day one that I was able to see. We posted a lot of the video clips and a lot of the coverage from all the reporters uh, on at Locked Redskins. Uh, Haskins, again, as we mentioned, led Jordan Reed into a uh, into a hole that would have been danger for a linebacker just sitting and squatting on a route over the middle. Uh, but he also made a great, great, great throw to Steve Sims Jr. Um, you know, he... Um, he beat Adonis Alexander, who was kind of physical, press man coverage. Really good throw. There was another throw. I forget who the receiver was. Uh, kind of an intermediate seam route. Just a perfect throw. Big boy throw. That's the kind of throw that Dwayne Haskins can make. And I don't know if Case Keenum and Colt McCoy uh, can do, you know, maybe one out of ten times, two out of ten times. Dwayne Haskins can do it seven or eight out of ten times. I mean, that's the kind of throw that's going to get people excited in addition to the deep bomb stuff. Um, Landon Collins had a huge blitz from the secondary. I expect the Redskins to do a lot more of that, but Colt McCoy beat it. He saw it. He recognized it. Hard to miss it. He's steaming with speed, and he dumped it off to Byron Marshall in the right flat. Um, Again, not a, I don't think, a naturally called screen. Uh, It's a hot read concept, whatever. You see the blitz, you go over the blitz. Boom, he did it. Byron Marshall made a great little one hand catch. Uh, and, again, play may have not gone really anywhere, but it prevented a bad play from happening. Um, Haskins also hit Dwayne uh, Dwayne Reed. Jordan Reed in the right flat. He kind of slipped the defender and kind of took off. Jordan Reed, from what I understand in the video clips that I saw, looked terrific. Uh, very. We talked about this on episode number 272. Give him an offseason. season He didn't have a complete offseason, but he had most of one where he did not have to do rehab, where he did not recover from a surgery, where he was able to train his body and get it mentally. He said he went to Houston to hang out with Trent Williams and Adrian Peterson uh, and some people down there and some specialists down there. Uh, He also saw some specialists and some people and some trainers down in Miami. So Jordan Reed was doing work, and from my understanding, he looked great out there. Uh, Terry McLaurin had a shake route little concept. Um, kind of like a little square in, just gave a little juke to Adonis Alexander, who, again, was playing press man up at the right cornerback spot. A really impressive. Adonis Alexander kind of slipped when McLaurin broke to the inside. Again, 4-3-5 speed with the ability to go inside and outside. I think McLaurin is going to be a better receiver than mo- in, in year one than most people uh, realize. Sean Dion Hamilton had a near-pick six Uh, underneath kind of jumped a spot from Dwayne Haskins. Um, You know, again, Haskins kind of throw. Haskins is going to have to be aware of. It is a different ball game, and you don't know where these guys are going to pop out from. He's going to have to get better in some of these spots. I've seen him make some really bad reads and throws on underneath stuff uh, so far in limited practices. Uh, Josh Norman had a couple of interceptions, so that's really good. Uh, as he seems to be mentally ready to go. Deion Harris, I didn't even know he was on the roster, to be honest with you. Uh, I saw him absolutely stuff uh, Cam Sims Jr. Again, a lot of these videos, a lot of these video clips uh, from my guy Paul Conner Jr. all up at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins. And one other note before we leave you, Bruce Allen apparently told uh, WMAL radio in Washington, D.C., that a new stadium could be could be announced in a year, could be announced within a year, but the drop-dead date, uh, according to Bruce, is 2022, meaning we could be looking at a situation where this thing takes, in order for a deal to come together, another three years before a so-called drop-dead date of 2022. Again, all sorts of coverage at Locked Redskins. We weren't there, but we can aggregate everyone that was there and give them the credit that they deserve. Make sure you follow them. Make sure you support them uh, because I'm not there again, so I can't provide the exact coverage that I would like to, but we will do the very best we can to give you as many different looks at training camp described here in audio uh, and analyzed here in audio and what it means and kind of layer it from that Uh, Point on, as well, all the video clips and all the news and nuggets, uh, again, on Twitter, at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins on Twitter. Have a great weekend. Uh, We will try and drop episode number 274 as soon as we can. Look out for the Donald Penn situation to have some sort of resolution by Friday afternoon. Until the next time, my friends, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Have a great weekend. Adios.